May I speak these words in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is an honor to be with you and to celebrate virtually with you on this holiday weekend. Normally this would have been a weekend of barbecues and festivals, parties and fireworks, and all number of opportunities to gather and celebrate our national independence. I have to tell you that when this time of year comes around, I always struggle about whether to preach about or even mention the 4th of July. Usually I don't because after all our sovereignty as Christians is not to a nation or a political institution, but to the God of all nations and to Christ who is our only King. And yet, as we know all too well, 2020 is proving daily to be a year not like any other year. But first, a word from our lectionary sponsors. We meet Jesus today in Matthew 11, palpably groaning with frustration at being constantly misunderstood. Despite every sign, every wonder, and every teaching, he is laid before his people. Theology professor Jennifer Colland of Iona College writes, Jesus describes a generation that cannot recognize the truth that is right in front of them, unquote. Both Jesus and John the Baptist find themselves caught in conflicting double standards based on human assumptions of what a Messiah or a prophet ought to be like or look like. Paul, for his part in our second reading gives us another joyful commentary all about his and for that matter our inescapable mortal sin what a better reading for a lovely holiday weekend right no matter how hard paul tries every attempt to hold fast to the law of god he finds himself failing utterly he says i can will what is right but i cannot do it Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? So we have this week inescapable sin and failing to see the truth of Christ that is right in front of us. What a downer in a time that's supposed to be a time of celebration. But you see, beloved, that's the whole thing of it. The scriptures remind us that by noticing and admitting those places where we have utterly failed, where we have alienated ourselves from God and done what is downright shameful, that is where the story of redemption begins. This year, 2020, is indeed so different from every other year. And this 4th of July weekend is no different from so many others we've seen in the past. As has been often said over the last month or two, we've been wrestling with the dual pandemics of COVID-19 and systemic racism, playing into one another in forms that look like massive healthcare disparities, large-scale economic destruction of the poorest among us, dramatic educational disadvantages on the least resourced communities, and the scourge of horrific physical brutality, including from law enforcement all of which crushingly marginalize black and brown communities in our nation. And yet, this year my mind is brought to some words spoken a long time ago, in fact, 168 years ago, by Frederick Douglass, 
a man who had himself escaped from plantation slavery, speaking eight years before the beginning of the Civil War. Douglas writes, this, for the purpose of this celebration, is the 4th of July. It is the birthday of your national independence and of your political freedom. This, to you, is what the Passover was to the emancipated people of God. It carries your minds back to the day and to the act of your great deliverance, and to the signs and the wonders associated with that act and with that day. And Douglas continues most provocatively, what to the American slave is your 4th of July? I answer a day that reveals to him more than all the other days in the year, the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. To him, your celebration is a sham, your boasted li liberty an unholy license. Your national greatness swelling vanity, your sounds of rejoicing empty and heartless. Your denunciations of tyrants, brass-fronted imprudence. Your shouts of liberty and equality, hollow mockery. Your prayers and hymns, your sermons and thanksgivings, with all your religious parade and solemnity are to him, to the slave, mere bombast, fraud, deception, impiety, and hypocrisy. A thin veil to cover up crimes which would disgrace a nation of savages. Now, if you think I'm going off script or being political, which some will accuse me of, remember that Frederick Douglass echoes here the prophetic words of none other than scripture itself. Recall the words of the prophets Isaiah and Micah, and yes, that other famous rabble-rouser, Jesus himself. Isaiah reminds his people that God desires not empty celebration and nationalism in the midst of oppression. And he says in Isaiah, is this not the kind of fasting that I have chosen, speaking the words of God, to loose the chains of injustice and unite the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke? Beloved, let this celebration be a reminder to us, not only of the good ideals to which this nation is bound in its founding documents, but also of our profound failures to manifest them. Let it be an occasion for us to recommit ourselves to true justice, fighting ardently for the poor, the last, and the least. Let it remind us that our allegiance, whatever color or national, whatever our color or nationality, is not to any country or power or principality above all, but to the God of love who governs every nation under heaven. I'm not saying that we ought not to be proud of our country, to be proud of it as Americans. I certainly am. But it's not our primary allegiance. That belongs to God alone. Finally, beloved, remember that as Paul says, in the midst of this utter sinfulness and shame that he goes through, he says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Thanks be to God. As we fight, as we struggle, let us also be comforted by the abundant grace of God, whose peace 
passes all understanding. Remember those last words of Jesus in our gospel today. Come to me, all you, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Amen.